This is Dubai Eye 103.8. We're looking back on the decade that was in the world of sport. We are naming by the end of the show, by the end of this hour, a sportsman of the year, a sportswoman of the year, and a sporting moment of the year. Well, Chris no, McCarty. More than the year, the decade. We're, we're Sorry, the decade. It. The decade. Sorry, Sorry. Sorry, that's stuck in my head now. The decade. The decade. So the last 10 years. And uh, I put this out on Instagram earlier this afternoon. Loads of people got involved. So thank you all for everyone who responded to that. Monty said, Croatia reaching the 2018 great World Cup story. final. It's a great story, but just reaching a final. Have I'm sorry, Monty. It. If they'd won it, then yeah, then you're in the shake-up. Mm. But not reaching a final for me personally. Yeah. Plus you beat England en route. <laughs> I can, well, they got to remember, lest we forget, Croatia did get to the semi-finals back in 1998. It was Lillian Turam who scored a double to uh, take France through on that occasion. And you're looking at me, <laughs> What? What relevance has that got to do well, with saying, this decade? Well, I'm trying to kind of help your oh, point along. Okay, despite right. the fact Croatia yeah. reaching the final was incredible. You're right, they have had history. They've reached a mm. semi-final back in 1998. They went one step further this time. They've came up short again, unfortunately. Great story. And I respect Monty's thoughts. Absolutely. Wouldn't be in my top five. Hayton's got a very short memory because he said, corner taken quickly, Origi! <laughs> Hayton is a Liverpool fan, of course. Yes, and uh, Hayton, you need to look a little further back than that, I think. Do we not? What Semi-final of a Champions League. Fourth goal against Barca. Great oh. moment for a Liverpool fan. And actually, Danny Norton, who is a Liverpool fan, did uh, confess that that would have been his moment of the decade, that victory. I'm sure, I'm sure. And I can, you know, despite the fact that I'm not a Liverpool fan, I'm a football fan and had I... Imagine if Man you had done that. Oh, oh, yeah, that would have been, that probably would have been mine. You know, you're, you're, That's, that was your, your, that was Liverpool's Juventus moment. That was, no. 3-2 in the Champions League semi of 1999. Was, yeah, Cole and York, yeah, combining. Yeah, probably was, you know. I was going to say it was more Solskjaer moment, but it wasn't in the final, was it? It was the yeah. semi-final that was, the moment that Andy Cole, full steam ahead, Barcelona. Ben, has, this is a bit niche from Ben, but we'll go with it anyway. It's, it's an opinion-based little hour, this, so there's no right or wrong answers, of course. Celtic Invincibles, yeah, says I mean, Ben. Extraordinary. That three trebles in the last three seasons with a fourth pending. I mean, that is being incredibly bold and brave. Rangers are snapping at their heels. Big game at the end of this month from an old firm Scottish Premiership perspective. But Celtic have won the League Cup. They're heading towards, I say heading towards another title. That would be doing a great disservice to Rangers. They're making life very interesting for Celtic. But yeah, three trebles in three seasons. I mean, what is it now? Ten trophies Celtic have won consecutively in domestic Scottish football. Say what you want about the standard. That is still consistency of the highest order. It really is. Yeah. Sanjay has, well, this is going to be a popular choice for a lot of people. And I think even a lot of neutrals, you don't have to be a fan of this particular team to appreciate the brilliance, the remarkable quality, probably the most unlikely and outlandish sporting event of this decade. Leicester winning the Premier League title in 2016. Do you want me to say it now? It's seven minutes past seven. That's your number one. That's my number one. That's ruined the entire show. No, That's I... been <laughs> off script extra time then. <laughs> no, listen, we'll, we'll delve into other ones. The, the reason that I would put that so high is, and I often, and we've said it on this show, and, and we cast aspersions, but this is, you know, we live in a world that I, I think we forget too easily. We're, we're quick to chide or we're, we're quick, quick to sensationalise the fact that yesterday's game was better than any game we've seen. This player is better than any player we've seen. I just remember the buzz around Dubai and around the UAE on a Saturday afternoon. 
everyone. Leicester, stick them on. They're not gonna. They're not gonna win again. They're in this. They'll, they'll never win it again. We'll have won again. Next weekend comes around. You know, Leicester again. No, the wheels are gonna come off this weekend. And then, oh my goodness, it got closer and it got closer and it got closer. And even if you're a fan of United or Arsenal, they won or it Chelsea, comfortably in the end. That's what I'm saying. It was almost like fans of other clubs. You were willing Leicester on. I mean, in, a, in an age where money matters, in an age where, you know, salary, there's correlation between your salaries and what you pay in transfer fees, and that should equally correlate to you being the most successful clubs. Leicester City. Leicester City, for goodness sake, won the English Premier League over a 38 game season. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. Then you had Andrea Bocelli there singing King Power Stadium. I mean, the whole thing. It was a remarkable, remarkable achievement, the likes of which I don't think we'll ever see again. Yeah, I'm I'm just not sure. I'm not convinced by it. I but you're convinced it... by what? Tiger Woods winning the Masters? Yes, look at your face. Of course you Tiger are. Tiger Woods, as Brendan has said um, in his message, Tiger's 2019 Masters win. Uh, Leicester, for me, I, I appreciate the miraculousness of it. It just didn't It didn't um, resonate with me personally. Because you're not a massive football fan? Uh, no, I do like my football, but I, I would even, for a moment in this decade, that just left my jaw on the floor. It's Germany 7, Brazil 1. And that, to me, is the moment that it was just like in Brazil, in their own backyard, to a World Cup that I'd been to. It was just, and again, it's a personal thing. That was, I'll never see a scoreline as outrageous as that for as long as I live. And I remember watching it with a friend who I'd actually been to to the World Cup and we'd actually, thankfully, flown home because, of course, the entire country (laughs) was, 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 was depressed for about, well, they probably still are, trying to recover from that result back in 2014. But that was just, what have I just witnessed? Yeah. What has just happened here? Brazil, a proud football, the most famous and the most decorated footballing nation, capitulating to the point where Germany, as ruthless as they are, and you talk about summing up the character of a nation, Germany were the worst opponents for them because any other opponent would have probably gone three or four nil up and taken their foot off the gas. The Germans just kept scoring goal after goal after goal. I have never seen a more emotional performance. I've never seen professional footballers wilt and allow their emotions mm. quite like that. To they won't the name our T-shirts. Marcelo, David Luiz, it told you a lot about them as, as kind of athletes mentally at that point. They disintegrated in front of our eyes and as you rightly point out, don't do that against the Germans. No. They scented blood and it was, I, I'm with you, I remember where I was. I remember, you know, I think a lot See, of I've got no there. clue where I was when Leicester oh, won really? the Premier League. Oh, no. No clue no, where I was. I mean, I was here, obviously, but I was no clue. Like, it doesn't it doesn't resonate with me in my Interesting. mind. I, I appreciate do. the brilliance of it. I appreciate that it's absurd, it's unlikely, it's impossible, it's preposterous. You've got a clip of another moment, and it's like ripping a Band-Aid off. I'm going to take my headphones off. I'm refusing to listen to this, yeah. but this has got to be up there as well. It's finished at Sunderland. Manchester United have done all they can. That Rooney goal was enough for the three points. Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. That's the best piece of football commentary, by the way, this decade. That's the best piece. Can you imagine that? In the moment, capturing that. That's the most iconic football line that's been delivered this decade. Martin Tyler. He is a superstar, a legend. I mean, it was just perfect. It was so perfect. Congratulations, City. A decade look back here on Offscript Extra Time. We're looking back and we're trying to deduce... 
the moment of the decade in sport, the sportsman of the decade, the sportswoman of the decade. Someone has said that uh, we shouldn't really play out uh, that Aguero commentary without any forewarning. <laughs> I'm sorry to all Manchester United or Queen's Park Rangers <laughs> fans out there. It was QPR, of course, it was beaten yeah. on the day and they came all so close. Eden Zeko it was. You forget, Eden Zeko levelled things up. 89th minute, and yeah. then they were down to 10 men. Joey Barton had already thrown in the towel. He was sent off early on, and then, yeah. Who's the footballer of the decade? There's a blooming good question. Footballer, oh, it's the same too. You come back to them. Messi and Ronaldo. When you look at the stats, oh, it's a difficult one, this, Rob. Who would I... Well, Messi, Messi has only won... Correct me if I'm wrong. Two Messi has only won... 2011 under Pep and then he won it with Enrique against Juve in 2015 yes okay so he's won two Champions Leagues but Ronaldo has won four no he's won four has he so he's won what 2014 La Decima and then the three in a row was Zizou yeah he's won four but then what has Messi won seven La Ligas I think Ronaldo won two but then Ronaldo has got a European Championship, so he's won, in, won with Portugal. Messi does not we come back to it it's apples okay, and oranges let's say Ronaldo's the most decorated footballer of the decade well, no, because Messi's got more Ballon d'Ors and he's won more league titles. He's six, six Ballon d'Ors to five. They each won, Ronaldo won in 2008 and then Messi won it in 2009 and then it was he that won it in 10. So, again, it's, it's difficult. Now, we, we, the, the debate will continue. Always nice when someone agrees with me. So thank <laughs> you very much, Anusha, because Anusha's been in touch to say, I remember where I was, and I'm not even a football fan, when I uh, saw that Germany-Brazil match and remember feeling very sorry for the poor Brazil oh. fans. The camera wouldn't leave them alone. No, they were in tears. They were all sobbing in the They were sobbing the after half an hour. I remember where I was. I was over in Santa Monica. I was working at Yahoo at the time. We were in the war room, the World Cup, FIFA World Cup war room. And I was actually sat next to a Brazilian who had come up from Brazil. We were in this war room, you know, doing the work and sharing ideas, etc. And he was sobbing. He was sobbing literally after like 50 minutes. And he cried his way through the rest of the match and people were consoling him. Oh, my goodness, he was as white as a ghost. He lost all colour in his face. He had to continue working. It was like, pull yourself together, man. It's You've funny how different, different nationalities have different ways of dealing and coping with these kind of things because I think if that had happened to England, we'd have gone, we'd have gone through the seven stages of grief and I'm sure a lot <laughs> very quickly. Of but by, by the end of it, we'd have probably been laughing. At, no. at the team. No Just way, mate. Think. It's the English. You'd have started riots. That's what you would have done. You'd have given Britain Just a bad well. name again. It's Just what as you would well, have England done. never got that far in the tournament. <laughs> they never got out of the group stages. Mark's been in touch to say, uh, I'm going to forget the last decade. Let's bring it up to the present day. As a big fan of Oxford, I would love it. Hmm. And that's the Kevin Keegan and Mark. If we can surprise Man City tonight and take another famous scalp. Yeah. League Cup history. Come on, you see, yellows. Yeah, I don't see it happening. Uh, sorry, Mark, and I'm sure you don't either. It would be a heck of a scalp if Carl Robinson's men, I think it's Carl Robinson who's now in charge, former MK Don's boss, who's steadied the ship a little at Oxford. I had a mate who was there a couple of years back, Chris Maguire, who's now up at Sunderland, and he spoke very eloquently about the football club, Oxford United. It's, uh, it's a decent club. Let me know, Mark. I mean, I didn't think we'd be talking Oxford tonight, but how's the past <laughs> decade been, and yeah. are you happy with Carl Robinson? Highs and lows of Oxford United football Curtis club. Curtis Nelson as well. He was a centre-half that played for Oxford, Yeah, I think. I okay. think he's at Cardiff now. Potentially. Anyway, Mark, Let us know, Mark, if, if indeed that was the case. Mladen, who I know is a proud Croat, two moments of the decade. The first is my home team in Croatia, Rijeka. Sorry if I haven't pronounced that correctly. Winning their first ever national title a couple of years ago. The other was Croatia beating England. 
in the World Cup semi-final last and year. And I've got to jump into this because Ashraf, I, I feel like I, I've I've lost you. I've lost your respect. I could not believe when Chris said Messi only won two Champions Leagues. He's won four, mate. I'm well aware he's won four, Ashraf. We're talking about the past decade. We're starting this at 2010. The other two that he won was before that, of course, 2009 in Rome, and then the one that even in 2006 against Arsenal, which he didn't play much part of. But I, I'm well aware he's won four, Ashraf. We're of course talking about the past decade. James, sporting moments of the decade says James this is James Evans other than my nephew's tennis comeback that of course being Dan Evans Murray winning Wimbledon in 2013 great moment for a British sports fan that, yeah, that was, was a great that was a heck of a moment beat Djokovic in straight sets mm. people forget that he dominated well it's actually a much closer match than uh, than the straight set scoreline would indicate but it was uh, remember that final game back yeah, and forth back, back and forth. forth I do remember and you it. just you, you felt like if Djokovic got the break it could have been a completely he could have gone on to win the match it was mm. one of those moments in the match and then Murray of course closed it out in straight sets amazing Leicester winning the Premier League Tiger winning the Masters this year says James the other one that stands out for me and again this is more of a personal thing Roger Federer beating Rafa Nadal in five sets in Australia. Australia yeah that's a big one 2017 wasn't it yes he had gone a bit of a, a oh, spell a great match that it was an incredible match remember he was 3-0 down in the fifth set that might be my favourite tennis match of the decade that one yeah uh, the, the Wimbledon final just passed as well, I mean, for drama that day, <laughs> I tell you about the most incredible hour, hour and a half of the past yeah, decade. Clearly, would have been that you had the tennis on, you had the cricket World Cup final on. I mean, it all came together. You didn't know which way to look. That was you'd be you'd be hard pushed to find a more dramatic. And given the fact that you're a golfing aficionado, Rob, I am shocked that it's taken us 25 minutes to even get to the miracle of Medina. Yeah, 2012 it was over in Chicago. I was there for that as well. Were you? Yeah. You were there. Yeah, I was there. Did yeah. I know? Did I know that? I'm sure I've. I would definitely. Have you mentioned were there it on before. the Sunday. Sorry. Yeah. Where? So where were you when Justin well, Rose was this, sinking? This is, this, this is the thing. I couldn't get anywhere. It was. It was one of the hardest sports events to watch live. Certainly, it was. In fact, by the ones that I've gone to, it was the hardest because um, to sort of cut a long story short, we struggled all week to get a vantage point, and I had a media accreditation, obviously. But I actually saw the winning moment in the media centre. I couldn't get anywhere near the anywhere. The, so the what you're saying so is it's, it's not a great experience because you've got fifty thousand people trying to view three golf holes. Yeah, that's mental. Um, and just to give you an idea of that, we got we were staying in Chicago. We were taking the train in, and you realise how big the Chicago suburbs are because Medina is a, sh- a suburb of Chicago. But it takes about an hour and forty five minutes <laughs> to get out there. You finally get out there. We got up at about four in the morning on day one. We got there at 6 a.m. just before it became light. You know the first hole which had some free seating? The seventh. <laughs> oh, my yeah. Lord. Yeah. So, so you thought was... you were being smart. Yeah, we'll get there for six. Yeah, yeah. We'll get two <laughs> spots. And then, of course, once they've all moved through the seventh, then the back nine's full up as well. So you then try and get over to the 17th and see that, that par three, the 17th, that uh, was such an amazing... So come on then, don't, don't just pull the wool over our, our eyes. For an experience, visually, it wasn't the greatest. It was an incredible atmosphere, but two things that I'll tell you. A very hostile American crowd, very unfriendly, very unwelcoming, very unhospitable. You know, you compare that to the Japanese rugby fans, oh my word, chalk and cheese. That hmm. Never have I, have I encountered so many aloof and rude fans of the other team the European fans I feel just are a bit more they're they're more able to have fun and enjoy it the Americans take it very seriously so if you're not the stars and stripes then you are the enemy 
and you're not welcome really on the property. Ooh. And that's how I felt. Ooh. That's how I felt all week. That might have been, but I wouldn't imagine that New York or any of the other venues are much different. Tell me if you've been to a, a Ryder Cup in the US, whether you, whether you agree with me. Bipartisanship is fine, but I just feel that when the Ryder Cup comes to Europe, it's a bit more fun. The spirit of it is just a little bit more fun. Mm. Do you, okay. do you sort of see what I'm yeah, saying? I see what you're saying. You've got the boorish kind of USA. You you got that, and then you've got the European chants and all the songs about the different players. Mm. I think it's a different. So cult, that's the first thing. Very different. What was the second thing? The second thing was atmospherically amazing to, to witness the comeback. But the second thing was as an event to spectate when you do not have, you know, unless you've got corporate hospitality, forget it. It's probably a bit like F1 in that respect. Mm. Okay, so this is meant to be a celebration. We've just no, no, poo pooed. No no no, 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 no. I'm just saying that Medina, as brilliant as it was, um, it wouldn't be my golfing moment of the decade. For me, that's Tiger winning the Tiger winning the Masters. Masters yeah. Usurps Miracle yeah. of Medina. And for Interesting. you? Interesting. I would still go Miracle of Medina. I, I was I was hooked. I remember it was late at night over here. I was in my old, old, old apartment at the time. The missus was like, are you coming to bed? No chance am I coming to bed. This is incredible. And I'll always remember it was Justin Rose, Phil Mickelson, wasn't it? Yeah. On the 17th or 16th. 17th or 16th? 17th. 17th. He drained that long putt. Yeah. yeah and yeah, that yeah. was just the snowball effect. And I remember just having goosebumps. Oh, the literally. comeback had started long before uh, then. But I that mean, was the... when it kind of kicked in. He did that. Then he went down the 18th. And then obviously Martin Keimer against well, Tiger. Hold your thoughts there. Because imagine having, after all that, after such an incredible comeback, it actually, the destiny of the Ryder Cup rested on the shoulders of Martin Keimer. Imagine having a seven-foot putt <laughs> to win the Ryder Cup. Take a listen to this. I knew I had a putt to win. And that's enough. It never crossed my mind that I will miss it. I was just focused on, on one little piece in the hole. Then I put the putter down and then I hit it. And that just speaks to the mentality of a top sports yeah. person because it never crossed his mind that he was going to miss no. it. And if you put any rank amateur into that position, that's probably all they would think about. Oh, what if I miss this? No. I'd certainly think that. Yeah, I would think it as well. You know, I'm going to miss it this. Just, it's just that. And again, it's the power of the positive attitude. You've said it. Tiger, I want to listen to this again. Oh, this is too good. Many doubted we'd ever see it. But here it is. The return to glory. I never thought we'd see anything that could rival the hug with his father in 1997. But we just did. That will be the greatest scene in golf forever, Jim Nance. That is Tiger winning the Masters earlier this year. For context, Rob, when was the last time he won a major? 2008. And that would have been years. one of the moments of the previous decade because he did it on a broken leg. He won the US Open. And if you, he's got one in the 90s as well, the Masters by 12 shots. He's got three decades where he's had one of the sporting moments of the decade in each one. That's pretty incredible. And... Um, Nick has straddled a few decades other than just one. We, didn't, we only asked for the, the tens to be focused on, but <laughs> Nick has thrown out the Ben Johnson drug scandal of the 90s, Zidane's headbutt of the noughties, and Brazil getting hammered by Germany in their own backyard in the tens. Mm. 
controversial moments he's focused in on there. Well, a couple, yeah, the Zizou and Ben Johnson, certainly. Yeah, we're, we're going back in time. We want to just stick to the tens and above. But Zizou, the story of the noughties, I always think uh, if that would be the case, it would be Usain Bolt, 2008 Olympics, and arguably... 2009 World Championships where he came back 12 months later and broke both 100 metre and 200 metre world records and they are the records that still stand the test of time 9.58 in the 100 metres 19.19 in the 200 metres Hassan says sportsman of the decade is Kane Williamson sportswoman (laughs) of the year of the year or the decade Meg Lanning football men would be Ronaldo and women would be Carly Lloyd Kane Williamson man of the decade I love him heck of a cricketer I wouldn't be putting him at the Top no. of the pile, however. No, I wouldn't I really either. Wouldn't. We'll get to maybe that in five minutes. Well, let's so. talk boxing and UFC, shall we? Because um, what would be your fight of the... What was the moment that got you out of your seat? Nothing like a big fight, Chris. There is probably nothing. For I mean, you, Ruiz, probably. Yeah, I mean, Ruiz, listen, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, being over, being there, being ringside for Joshua Ruiz in Madison Square Garden was pretty special. And because it's always one of those ones you can chalk up, I was there, I would probably say that one, Rob. Ah, uh, there... I think with boxing, if you actually think about it, a lot of them actually let you down. The one that really annoyed me was Triple G Alvarez. I was, I was really excited for that one. And well, it was a bit... The first I've, been sc- I've been scouring various boxing websites. Boxingnews.com, for example, has um, listed Alvarez Golovkin 2 in the top five fights of the decade. The second one, yeah, there was a little bit more to it. I, I just felt, yeah, the first one was the real... Let- the first one's all the hype, all the build-up. The first one was just a bit meh. But that's testament to, I guess, both fighters. They blunted the other one's weapons and strengths, etc. But, yeah, I think for the fight of the... I don't think there's any doubt Andy Ruiz Jr. shocking the world to be AJ. I, I mean, would still amazing. say, as a, as a spectacle, as a moment, I would still say that Wembley Stadium, 90,000 spectators, this moment eclipsed it. tell you why because no one says that Lennox Lewis getting knocked out by Hasim Rackman is the fight of the noughties but if you say Lennox Lewis knocking out Mike Tyson for example we're talking about a generational collide here yeah, and we're not, talking about people that a heavyweight you. bout Tyson where both of them were knocked down Joshua was dead on his feet if you remember that fight Joshua knocked Klitschko down in the fifth Klitschko got back up Klitschko then nearly finished the fight in the fifth. Joshua was essentially lolling against the ropes at the end of the the fifth round. Came out in the sixth. Klitschko hit him with a massive right hand and he he fell hard, somehow got up and then got back into the fight to finish it in the 11th. All very valid. Klitschko had lost to Fury before that fight, hadn't he? He was 41 at the time. I think, and you've said it, no one was giving Ruiz, a guy that was called up six weeks before their fight, Rob. He didn't knock down. It wasn't a lucky punch like Rachman's was. He knocked AJ down once, then he did it again for a second time, then a third time. I'll just rub it in a bit more and I'll knock you down for a fourth time and I'll steal your belt. I think with Klitschko, yeah, it might have been had he been. It's the same with, I don't even think people talk Lennox Lewis, Mike Tyson. That wasn't his nadir. That wasn't his top moment. That wasn't, Mm. you know, because Mike Tyson was way over the hill 
<laughs> you know, he, he lumbered into that fight. I remember no, that one well. It was, in, it was in Glasgow. I remember it so well. Stayed well up past my bedtime to watch that one all those years ago. I, I think, you know, yes, Joshua Klitschko, for the reasons you've mentioned, he was lolling against the ropes, he got up, but Tyson Fury had already produced a boxing masterclass against Klitschko, whereas no one, other than yourself perhaps, saw Ruiz doing what he did to AJ. That shocked the world more than what Klitschko did against, uh, sorry, what Joshua did against Klitschko. So let's just, let's try and kind of get this into some semblance of an order because we want to present 10, don't we? We want to yeah. present 10 moments. So tell you what, I'll, I'll let you choose between the miracle of Medina and Tiger's Masters. Oh. You've got to do it, Chris, and you've got to go with your honest shout here. Me personally, me personally would be miracle of Medina. Okay. That being said... 11 years after winning 14, going through everything that you've gone through to then do what Tiger did in April of earlier this year. Well, allow Tiger Woods. We've got three sporting selections from football. So we've got Leicester's Premier League win, we've got Germany 7, Brazil 1, and we've got Aguero. It's not Aguero. <laughs> it's not Aguero. No, no, we, we, I'm, as not, I'm a, saying... As a story I'm that's transcended, that... I, would, I would probably throw both of those in. As a singular mm. result... Brazil losing in a FIFA World Cup semi-final on home soil and then Leicester doing what they did. I would say football's the global game. I reckon they get two thrown in there. It would be Leicester and that Germany 7-1 result against Brazil. A few people have mentioned this one and we haven't yet, but definitely on our list. The Patriots coming back against the Falcons oh, in the 2017 Super Bowl. It was, 2017, uh, 2016 season, 2017 year. It was February. I remember it. We watched it. Together. Were you with me when we watched that one? Uh, no, no. It was I was the next just, year. just easing myself into NFL. So I was down at P&B, uh, down in P&Bs with a, with a few friends. 28-3 down with just over eight minutes left in, in the third quarter for Tom Brady to then do what he did, the Patriots to do what they did, force the first ever overtime in Super Bowl history and then win it that final drive I mean that is extraordinary and despite the fact that NFL is out with America probably considered a bit of a niche sport that was an unbelievable night that had so much drama it's the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history mm. biggest show from an American sporting standpoint of course it is the America's game I would most certainly have that in the top 10 one we've not mentioned but definitely it's I don't think this one gets enough credit actually I really don't think this gets talked about enough. Novak Djokovic holding four Grand Slams in a row. Yeah, he did. Roger never did that. Rafa's never done it. No player in the open era. Has he done it twice? Him. No, just the once. Just the once. He had a chance to do it twice, didn't he? That's right. So he's done it uh, Done it the once. 2016, I think. Is that what it was? Yeah, because he won three of them. Hang on a minute. Wimbledon. What, how did he finish it? Yeah, he... Oh, that's a great question. I've been stumped there. Pretty sure he did it at the French Open. So if that's the case, then it's 2017. 2017. I've got a feeling he did it in 2016, but uh, yeah, I need to double check that. I'll do it. I need to double check that. But that's certainly one which, that beggars belief. I, I, mean, I tell you, I'll go on a limb here and say this, and any regular listener will know that it's not often I give Novak the props. It's not often I give him true credit. I'll go as far as to say Novak Djokovic is your male athlete of this decade. I agree. I absolutely agree. I would argue that to the hilt. Nah. A lot of people saying, um, Twitter, we've been getting a few responses, a lot of people saying LeBron. But the problem with me, with, uh, for me, was, with LeBron was 2016 is... French, you're right, Rob. Wimbledon, US Open, Australian Open, yeah. and then French. Two in 2015, two in 2016, which meant that he held all mm. four 
of tennis's majors at once. Amazing. Not the calendar, Grand Slam, like we've seen Rod Laver do on two occasions, yeah. but similar to Tiger when he held them all at the same time. The Novak Slam. The Novak I Slam. Just, I don't think that gets enough. That doesn't get enough credit. But anyway, um, yeah. He's uh, won. So I've all LeBron, of his... LeBron versus... I mean, LeBron... LeBron may... Well, in, undisputably, I think, with the exception of possibly Steph Curry, but certainly LeBron is most people's pick for the basketballer of the decade. But I think he's let down by the fact that, okay, he's in a weaker team, but his team's getting dominated for the most part. There was that great comeback, I think, in 2016. But his team is getting dominated in finals by a superior team. Mm, Steph Curry I just, inspired the I think th- he, he, he got to nine, nine um, finals, NBA, NBA finals, finals, but he only won three. So Miami Heat, let me think about this. How many did he get to with Miami Heat? Five and then four with Cleveland? If that's if it is nine, I need to double check. Uh, unbelievable. He would be in there. He would be right up there. Mm. Someone said, what about Lewis Hamilton? He's Who's won, won five of his six this decade. Five of his six. But Novak has won 15. 16. 15. He won his first in 2008, didn't he? The Australian. Ah, yes. So he's won 15 of his 16. 15. 1.5. One and a half Grand Slams a year for 10 years. Yeah, that's that's it incredible. Amazing. It is. In a, in a calendar, sorry, in a calendar, in an era with Rafa and Roger. I mean, it's astonishing what Novak did. You could make a case for this being the most talked about moment of the sporting decade. And you're going to laugh at me, but it was, of course, breakfast and the big farce. It was the Franken fight, Mayweather (laughs) versus McGregor, which a lot of people actually denied was a sporting contest. Mm. But it was August 26th, 2017, over in Vegas. Floyd Mayweather TKO'd Conor McGregor in the 10th round. Um, They both became gazillionaires in the process and oh my word people talked about that oh, they did talk about it in the lead up we were all duped it was just WWE it was all scripted good breakfast though good it spread crack and Deliveroo Deliveroo, if you're Deliveroo. thank big you so much for, for getting that. involved and a big thanks to all the listeners who <laughs> popped down at Robbie's I can only still apologise for all the cat hair that you left with but um, yeah it was just, listen it was we all got we all got suckered in, didn't we? And it was, it polarised, yeah. it transcended and then it all became just one big joke and they both hugged and laughed and you're absolutely right. What I will say millions. is, what other sporting events inspired a breakfast round, mine or yours? That was the only one of this decade. Uh, I, I had you round for the next one, wasn't the it? Golovkin. Was it? The Golovkin. Yeah, you just didn't, it wasn't an open door yeah, policy. It wasn't an open door policy. That time around. Here's a sportsman that I think gets very short shrift in this decade. Oh, and that is? Chris Froome. Yes, absolutely, mate. Four Tour de France's in this decade. Yeah, no one, not one person has mentioned him. We haven't mentioned him. We haven't not yet. We've done it now, though. Thankfully, before we clock off, absolutely. Listen, what else do you want me to say? Won the Vuelta. You know, he's he's the man that's done the Vuelta and Tour de France in the same year. He is someone who, unfortunately, and we go back over old ground. He will, he will, and the sport of cycling has always got that little asterisk because of the well-documented problems. Was it not this decade as well that Lance finally admitted? Yeah. It was on Oprah. And you popped that down, actually. Yeah, 2012, I think. Lance Armstrong's Oprah Winfrey confessional. Yeah, I'm sure that was this decade. I mean, phew, finally, at least, he did it. But yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's people a, That's like, a jaw-dropping moment, oh, for sure. Yeah. But it was always one of those ones we, we always su- suspect, or at least it was long suspected. And when he finally admitted that, yes, yes, I did it. 
It's like, whoa. We need to wrap up very quickly. So Novak's your sportsman of the decade, sportswoman of the decade. Two stand out. Uh, you know, Serena Williams is the obvious one, and that's the one that's been coming in on 4001. I think she's won 12 of her 23 singles Grand yeah. Slams titles since 2010 onwards. The other one, and it sounds like I'm just flying the flag for her a little bit because I do bang the drum about her an awful lot, is Simone Biles, the gymnast, who just, again, we spoke about her the other night, just now the record holder of winning world championship gymnastic gold medals and she's got no peer you know you, you see there are athletes and gymnasts who are just in awe of what she's doing she's continuing to raise the bar from from not just the, the floor from the, the uneven bars she is just a, a sensation and someone who has just absolutely announced herself over the course of the past decade okay and your sporting moment you're sticking with Leicester Ah, oh, jeepers. Is it Leicester? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a football man through and through, as you know, Rob. Leicester City taking on the big boys over a 38-game season and winning the league. It's mental. Yes, Leicester. OK, so Chris has gone Novak, Serene... Uh, so, so, uh, Simone Biles. I'm going to go with it. Simone Biles. OK. I'm flying the flag for the niche sports. Oh, do I dare go Ronda Rousey? Yeah. She, def she definitely transcended. She, she did, she, she, she was found out a bit. She, she was found out, but she essentially... Oh, she was such a crossover. She was such a powerful agent for change in not just her own sport, UFC, but attitudes towards women's sport have changed subsequently mm -hmm. in the advent of Ronda Rousey. You know, she just... She brought so much personality and charisma <laughs> and confidence and... no. Not not so much in her in what she said. Not so much in what she said, but the image that she created. Yeah, listen, I get on And uh, I don't think I can pick her as the sportswoman of the decade. Serena? You could, I mean, Conor McGregor is in the conversation. He's in the conversation. For the female or male? <laughs> for the male. For the sportsman nah. of the decade. Just for the column inches he's generated. Yeah. I will say my moment is Tiger winning the 2019 Masters. I'll, I'll remember that for as long as I live. That was just amazing. And that you could accuse me of recentism. No, but Tiger winning. Listen, uh, after 11 just, years. It's, um, as you say, you're a football man. I'm a golf man. I'm going to go Tiger winning the 2019 Masters. No argument with you. Novak Djokovic is your sportsman of the year, of the decade. And I, yeah, I have to do it. Serena. Serena is the sportswoman of the Fair. decade. So Fair. two tennis players. Yeah. Amazing that. Yeah, dominance. wonder whether we'll see that in the next decade. I guess I'll see you. In 2020. In 2020. Yeah, I'm off. Thank you, Rob. It's always been a pleasure. It's been a great year. We thank you. And it's just worth me saying a massive thank you from me. A big thanks just for your continued support. And, you know, we do appreciate it. It keeps us in a job. It keeps us It does. So please do head. continue to support us in 2020 <laughs> just so that we can stay in employment if you can. This is Dubai Eye 103.8.